Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. We want to welcome everybody today, everybody in the house of the Lord. So glad you're here. Those online that have joined us, thank you for being with us today. We appreciate that very, very much. Before I get to the scripture, I want to make a disclaimer. I want to make this disclaimer. Next year, Sister Gill will, and I will be have been pastoring for 30 years. <clears throat> 30 years. Not always here, but in different places. We've been pastoring for 30 years. And in 30 years, I've never preached a message like this. This is the first time that I know that I've preached a message like this. And I want you to know at the outset, I am not endorsing a candidate. I am not endorsing a candidate. But I'm going to talk to you today about thinking spiritually and voting biblically. Thinking spiritually and voting biblically. The only endorsement I make is Jesus Christ. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's the only endorsement that I make. Praise God. You won't find a Trump banner in my yard. You won't find a Biden banner in my, in my yard. Amen. I, I guess I need to put a big old Jesus flag out there or something. Praise be to God. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 9. The f- preceding message was brought to you by... Timothy W. Gill, and I endorse that message. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven. Hey, let's do that aloud. Can we do that aloud to get, let's say it again. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen the last couple Tuesdays we've been teaching about doing things in Jesus name and what that means And I want to read Colossians 3 and 17 to coincide with our text from Matthew. Colossians 3, 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do in word or deed, that includes voting. It's not a separate thing. You do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, which means in the character, the authority, the attitude, the spirit, the morality of Jesus. 
Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this today. God, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to be led by your Spirit. God, and to speak as you would have us to speak. Benefit your people. Bless your people in these days that we're in. In Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. 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 Think spiritually. Vote biblically. You can be seated. The Bible reveals the story of a king. It is a story of also a royal family. A royal family that has a mandate to function in earth with heaven's authority. The Bible is about the king and his kingdom. The Bible is not about a religion. Say that with me. The Bible is not about a religion, but rather a government. It is about a government and a relationship between the citizens of that government and the king that is over it. It is a story of the king and his sons and his daughters. Scripture reveals to us that he is the king immortal, invisible. Amen. And then he created man and made man in his image and likeness to be in this earth, to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, to subdue it, and to have dominion over its resources. If you're taking notes, write this down. The central theme and common thread throughout the Bible is the revelation of God's glory through the advancement of his kingdom. Let me say it again. The central thing and common thread throughout the Bible is the revelation of God's glory throughout the advancement of his kingdom. Our first priority as children of the king, Jesus said if you want to be born again, you got to be born again into the kingdom. If you're born of water and of spirit, you are born into, entered, he said, into the kingdom of God. Our first priority, our first allegiance is to the king of the universe, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. We find that Jesus is our king and everything we do in word or deed is to be done in his name, is to be done in his character, is to be done in his holiness, his will, and by his word. Our goal is his goal, not mine. Our platform is his platform, not ours or political party. Our morals are his morals. As a kingdom citizen, I am under a mandate to know him. Paul said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. I am called to honor and please him in the way that I live and the manner of my conduct among men. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. You're bought with a price, therefore, therefore, you're not your own and been bought with a price. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 
The kingdom of citizen, the kingdom citizen does not possess his own body as it were. It belongs to God to glorify God in all that we do with our body and with our spirit. Amen. Man was made to manifest the glory of God on this earth, not the glory of darkness or the horribleness of sin. The Hebrew word for glory, kabod, which means to be heavy, describes of something that is weighty of importance. It's, it's weighty with importance. The Greek word doxia is translated glory. In simple terms, it means that which gives a proper opinion of someone or something. So when I am manifesting the glory of God, I am manifesting the proper opinion of the king. I don't have an option, dear one, to have my own opinion when it is spelled out in the word of God what his opinion is. I don't have another option but what he says of himself. So when we advance the kingdom of God by spreading his glory, we're saying your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus said we are to pray Matthew 6 and 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. The heartbeat of heaven is the will of God to be done on earth and to be done as he prescribes. When your heart is set on Jesus, when your affections are set above, it doesn't mean that you live above or aloof others or that you're better than somebody else or that your opinion is better than somebody else. Amen. But that you live in a world to influence that world by the opinion of the king, to influence that world by the word of God. Amen. It is essential then we understand that we live by a biblical, world view or a kingdom world view the bible the bible is the kingdom constitution it provides for us the revelation of god how do we know the lord by his word how we know what he thinks by his word <clears throat> contrary to popular opinion the bible must be the final authority for all creeds religious opinions culture and conduct amen today we're living in a world that has their feet firmly planted in midair when it comes to truth watch we have vacillated and changed and redefined and changed and changed and changed as a culture. What arrogance we have to think that we can, after thousands of years, redefine something that has been defined a way that God has said it. The child of God then must see politics and voting not through the lens of Fox News, not through the lens of CNN, not through the lens of Rush Limbaugh, not through the lens of some other radio show host. Amen. I'm, I'm not a pastor's preaching again. No, I'm not. I'm simply saying I don't see politics through the lens of what this world says, but I see it through the lens of Scripture. I must see it through what God says. Author Fred C. Smith wrote about this worldview thing, and I like what he said. If the Bible is relevant for all parts of life, and it is, 
then the biblical worldview must govern how we see every aspect of our lives, how we make decisions, and even our attitudes every day. The Bible says that the Word of God is inspired by God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction in righteousness. The Bible is more than just a good book with some good vibes. Well, I like the Bible. It's got some good, good feel about it, you know. It's got some good quotes. It's more than a motivational tool that is to inspire someone. The Bible, the King's Book, should uh, uh, determine our thinking, should determine our behavior, and it determines our destiny. It tells us who we are. It tells us what we have done wrong and what is wrong, but it tells us how that wrong is made right, and then it tells us where we're going. Is there anything more in life that we need? to know who we are amen what is wrong and how it's made right and where we are going a biblical worldview is not based on a it's not a political stance when we say we see things in culture and in government through a biblical worldview we are not saying republican democrat independent we are saying kingdom are you with me today? Praise God. I hope you're swinging from these chandeliers that we don't have here today sometime before we're done. We must be careful not to choose a political or social stance and then set out to prove that stance by the Bible. We say it again. We must be careful not to choose a stance and then just go starting hunting scripture to back it up. On the other hand, amen, we must study the Bible and saturate our soul with truth so that we will know. Have you ever heard something, seen something, seen a movement, seen a, 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 something going on politically and your spirit went, ooh. You couldn't really tell what it was or how it was or what it was about, but then, then ooh. There's something not right about that. There's something wrong with that. Amen. There ought to be such word in us and, and saturated by the word and the spirit of God that we begin to sense things even as a, as a face value that they may be. Amen. I want to tell you I love this country. This past week, I appreciate you praying and I appreciate you fasting for the country that we're in and for our election. I don't know about you, but almost every time I knelt down to pray, I couldn't keep from crying. I couldn't keep from weeping. I couldn't keep from mourning. I couldn't keep from grieving and interceding. I love my country. I love this country. Amen. I'm proud to be an American. But first of all, I am a kingdom citizen. My national citizenship and earthly citizenship. Amen. Happened when I was born in Longview, Texas. Amen. Mm. 59 years ago today. Mm. I became a citizen, but some seven years later, I became a kingdom citizen. Amen. As the spirit of God filled me and I began even as a boy to understand I'm part of something different. I'm part of something great, but I have today a dual citizenship. I am a citizen of the kingdom and I'm also a citizen of America. Now I'm going to focus on the kingdom and I'm going to do the kingdom work, but that doesn't mean that I fold my arms when it comes to the culture and being a, a citizen of the United States. 
The Bible does not share with us a lot about politics directly, but indirectly. When Jesus came to this earth and when Jesus built his church and they begin to call him Lord and they begin to be baptized in his name, it was the most anti-government thing that someone could do. They were making a political statement because in that day, Caesar was Lord. Caesar was king. And then when you flipped the allegiance and you said that Jesus was king, that's why some were beheaded and some were crucified and some were stoned to death and, and some were locked up in jail and some were boiled in oil and all of this because they were making in the eyes of Rome a political statement. But in the eyes of the king, they were saying, listen, as Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this earth. It is not of this world. Amen. But he said, I've come into this world to change the world. The kingdom of God, we are here to be world changers. But we also are a part of the natural citizenship. So we need to know how to be responsible. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. 1 Timothy 2 and 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, everybody say, first of all. Supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, that means government leaders, for kings, and for all that are in authority. Look at the reason why. Everybody say that. Here's the reason why. That we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. Pray for the king. So that you can live a life that is quiet and peaceful in all honesty. But he doesn't stop there. He says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Interact with your culture, with your government in such a way that you can have a peaceful relationship. To the best of your ability. Then he said in verse 4, who will have all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of truth. We have a responsibility not only to pray for our government leaders, but we are to be engaged in our community in a way that we can live quiet and peaceful life. Amen. Why? Because somebody needs to be saved. And we need a platform and a way that we can do that readily. We can do that readily. We can do that readily. Our first responsibility and allegiance is to Jesus Christ. And then our allegiance would be to our nation. If these two citizenships collide, if there's ever a moment where the citizenship of the United States crosses the line, then I've got to make a decision as Peter did in Acts 5 and 29 when he said, and Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. There comes a time, and there may be a time in the near future where my citizenship of the kingdom and the citizenship of the United States doesn't necessarily jihaw. Then what have I got to do? I've got to go back to what does God say? What does his word say? But until then, I have a responsibility to intercede for my country. I have a responsibility to pray for our leaders. I have a responsibility and would to God that there would be more believers that would get involved in politics and, and government and all that kind of stuff. We don't need to be asleep with this. It is our kingdom duty to preach the gospel and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to live in a way and be active in such a way so that can be done as easily as possible, as readily as possible. I want to just share with you 
some of my thoughts. I'm going to be like Paul just for a minute in this, session, in, in this, in this sense. This is not the Lord. This is the Tim Gill. Chapter 2, verse 10. <laughs> this, is, this is just my thoughts. I don't believe a child of God has any business voting for a party. That that's their allegiance. That they rubber stamp everything with an R or a D or an I. Come on, somebody. Say, Pastor, that's a good thought. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We vote the best options. The best options that put judges on the courts of our land so that liberty is preserved. And the practice of the king's agenda is still forward. But in doing so, we must think spiritually and vote biblically. I must be honest with you. I hope I don't lose anybody right now. I must be honest with you. I don't like, personally, don't like either one of the candidates. The first debate, I'm sorry, don't, this is I. This is I, okay? This is I. The first debate made me sick of my stomach. Made me sick of my stomach. Neither one of these dudes are bastions of virtue. But search our long history of the presidents that have gone by, and you're going to find a line of flawed characters. Very few, very few, have they not uncovered some things that we would have known they wouldn't have got elected. Again, just this is me. We need godly leadership, and that's no doubt. But we're looking between egomaniacs on both sides, self-exhausting boasters. How do we choose? How do we choose? How do you choose, Pastor, when you've got two people you don't really like in their person? They may be very, very nice. They may be wonderful. And the media has a way of painting, painting pictures. I understand that. This is why we need to vote biblically and not personally. Look at the candidates. Check their record. What do they have spoused? What have they voted for? What is their present platform? And then ask yourself this question. Which best aligns with a biblical worldview? Don't listen to the media. Do the research yourself. Find, there's, you can go to their own websites and read enough to understand their platform and what they're for. What is their voting record? What do they support? More importantly, who is supporting them? <clears throat> I remind you, Trump is not our savior. Neither is Biden. Jesus is our Savior. And whether Trump gets elected or Biden gets elected, Jesus is still king. Come on, would somebody worship the king for a moment? May I say this again while I'm still talking me. I'm still talking me. 
if, you, if a person stays home and says, I can't vote because I don't like either one of them, they're making a mistake. Because as you'll find by the end of this message, you're not voting for this person. You're voting for a future. Somebody say amen. I want to give to you four permanent, permanent principles. Again, these, these are four that I believe go, needs to go in every Bible believer's voting. Four things to consider. The first one is life. Everybody say life. life. Exodus 20 and 13 still true. Thou shalt not kill. Why do they want to take down the Ten Commandments? Because there's a commandment. Thou shalt not kill. God, according to Psalm 39 and 13, God covers the baby in the womb. Isaiah 49 and 1, Isaiah was called from his mother's womb. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, "Before I, the Lord said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. Amen. How many cures of cancer have been buried, amen, by an abortion doctor's hands? How many diseases that could have been cured have not been cured because of a doctor that was supposed to be, a scientist that was supposed to be? How many churches could not have been built because there was somebody that was going to be a pastor or a missionary? area or a worker of the kingdom amen I, I must admit to you this is one of the darkest holocaust in all of human history and we wink about it and we think about it oh it's nothing it's a baby we never saw it we never understood it amen but I will tell you I stop and think with me stop and think with me today watching online think with me there is not one bible verse not one that will give any inkling that a baby is anything anything else but a person amen there is not one bible verse that says it's just a gob of good or a, 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 a fetus not one but there is rubber stamped over and over and over and over again this baby is a life this baby is a life when I finally got to the age of understanding and I was voting it has become a paramount thing for me is that I believe one day I'm going to stand in the face of God and give an account for my vote when it comes to life and what I say when it comes to life I cannot do it it's not my opinion it is not my opinion but I serve Jesus and he said every life is sacred oh we can get in arguments and discussions but if you are truly looking through the lens of Scripture, there's only one thing that that does. That, that's the permanent thing. Again, I can say this for me. You can take it or leave it, okay? Take it or leave it. The second one is unchangeable, and that's the family. The family. I vote the family. I vote the family. Amen. Genesis 2, 24, it says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they both were naked, and the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. I have to ask myself, which platform best supports the biblical model for marriage? One man, one woman. Which platform best support this? I'm not talking about a 
politician. I'm talking about down the road. What's going to happen down the road? Which candidate supports the radical militant LGBTQ plus movement? Which, which is that there? Amen. I want to stop and say again, not one verse can be found that supports or recognizes family in any other form than a man and a woman modeled by Genesis chapter 2. You cannot find one homosexual relationship that God approved. And if you're going to be absolute with scripture, we must say that and we must find that and we must read it with all of our understanding. Search the scriptures. Find out if he had given one provision, then we would have to accept it. But he did not. Make no mistake, the attack on the family is an attack from hell, not politics. And it will continue. And therefore, when it comes to my vote, number two is important to me. Number three, these are unchangeables in my opinion. And that is the mission of the church. The mission of the church. Which platform will best help keep the church free to operate in the Great Commission? And which platform is anti-church and wants to tear down church and wants to keep church from operating? Amen. And I've already said a lot about missions, so I'm not going to go any further than that. But the king's agenda is our agenda. Let me tell you, it does not matter who gets voted in. If, if there was a church in Babylon, amen, right under the nose of Satan, if there was a church in Satan's seat, amen, in the book of Revelation, then God can have a church anywhere. He can have a people anywhere. God can have a church in the face of communist China. God can have a church in the face of Russia. The Sudan. Amen, because that's just the way he is. So I think about these unchangeables. Life, family, mission, and the fourth and there are a lot more. I just want to pick to you the main four is Israel. Genesis 12 and 3. I will bless thee. Speaking to Abraham, I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. And they shall all, and, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Which candidate, which platform, which side is pro-Israel? Find it and see. Amen. Look at what. The psalmist said in Psalm 122 and 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Somebody say, I, I believe God ought to protect Israel and he will. And so should America. Amen. Praise God. Not too long ago, matter of fact, the 1st of October, Dr. James Dobson sent out a letter and a video. Evidently, he's got over 800,000 people on his email list. But he sent out a video and a letter. I'm going to read part of his letter because I think it is so fitting. Dr. Job, Dr. Dobson is a man of character and has been recognized so for many, many years. His love and support of the family has been incredible. I'm going to read it. It's going to take just a minute, but hang with me. Dear friends, he says, many political commentators have stated that this election is the most significant since 1864 when Abraham Lincoln vied for a second term against Democrat nominee George McClellan. 
The future of our beloved nation hung in the balance that year. If Lincoln had lost, the Civil War would have ended precipitously, and the wretched evils of slavery would have remained legal in the Confederate States, perhaps even the North. Had Lincoln been defeated, the Union would have been torn asunder. Thank God Lincoln won, even though it cost him his life. Now, he says, we are approaching another presidential election that carries enormous implications for the stability of our democracy, st democratic system of government. For centuries, America has stood as a shining light for liberty and freedom in our nation around the globe. If we, abound, if we abandon our founding core values, the world will suffer for it. How will Americans and how will you decide how to vote for our chief executive officer. I have heard from a dozen of friends and acquaintances in recent weeks who tell me they will base their decision solely on the candidate's rhetoric, tone, style, and likability. Does that describe your thinking process? He said, just now, as I was about to react to that idea, my wife surely brought in an email that she had received a few minutes before from a friend. <clears throat> it quoted an anonymous statement that gets to the heart of the issue, and it is as follows. And he's quoting someone else when he says, this is not a junior high school popularity personality contest. I am not voting for a person. I'm voting for a platform. I'm voting for the Second Amendment. I'm voting for the next Supreme Court justice. I'm voting for the electrical, electrical college. I'm voting for the republic in which we live. I'm voting for the peace and law and order. I'm voting for the military and veterans who fought and died for this country. I'm voting for the flag that is often missed from public events. I'm voting for the right to speak my opinion and not be censored for it. I'm voting to secure our borders. I'm voting for the right to praise God without fear. I'm voting for every unborn soul that is at the risk of being aborted. I'm I'm voting for freedom and the American dream. I'm voting for good and against evil. I'm not just voting for one person. I am voting, he said, for the future of my country. Dr. Dobson continues. He said, I couldn't have said it better, although I want to add to the writer's list. I'm also voting for candidates who exercise sound leadership internationally. I'm voting for those who will support Israel. I'm voting for those who will protect children from leftist career. I'm voting for a nation's physical integrity. I'm voting for parental rights. I'm voting for school choice and home education. I'm voting for freedom in the suburbs. I'm voting for racial unity. I'm voting for uh, conscience for physicians and other professionals. I'm voting for marriage. I'm voting for life in all its dimensions. I'm voting against euthanasia and phys physician-assisted suicide. I'm voting for wisdom in handling the pandemic. I'm voting for protection for the church from oppressive politicians. One final thought, Mr. Dobson says, with all respects, this election is not about you. It is certainly not about me, he said. It is about our kids 
and our grandkids. It is about those who have yet to come. If they are allowed to live, this vote uh, has awesome implication for future generations in the nation we love. It is about our constitution and the and the immutability, God-given rights, amen, to protect. It is about values and truth and greatness and hope. It's about, uh, it, it is why the nation of choosing a president based on frivolous personality characteristic is so unfortunate. And I'll conclude there. When are we going to get it in our head? This is not about economics. There was a time the divide between parties was very small. That time has ceased to exist. So what are we going to do? Pray. Everybody say pray. I want, I want to give you three things to do, okay? Quickly, just three things to do. Very simple. Number one, pray. Number two, research. Research. There are, are uh, many ways to find what a political candidate believes. Thirdly, go vote and vote Jesus. Let me say it again. Go vote, but go vote Jesus. What are you saying? I'm saying vote the kingdom. Hallelujah. Here is something to remember my hope, and your hope is not in the election, but in my king. But I can't keep silent and not vote. I need to take a part of my responsibility. No, no matter what happens, Jesus is still king. But that being said, I must have an obligation before me that a grab to pray, to seek the Lord. I must research and know enough with the lazy voting. Praise God. Hey, y'all, I love you very much, but here in a few minutes, I'm hopping in the truck with some brothers, and we're going to be going all the way to north uh, New Mexico, going to New Mexico. And so y'all deal with this after I'm gone. <laughs> I want to remind you as you're standing to your feet today, the kingdom is not flawed in its government, but the American government is flawed. <laughs> this is not our way of government it's not the perfect way of government it's a good way but it's not the perfect way it's flawed I could change it and make it better brother Mike I'd put me some term limits in hello somebody get some of these career politicians to go home and make some tents or something but we the church not the government, should be the ones that make sure that we're modeling righteousness, holiness, godliness in our present world so the government can see, amen, the good works and glorify God. Amen. So in conclusion today, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. I, I bless, bless Sister, Sister Carrie. I, I, I told her, I said, I've never preached the message like this, so I don't know what to tell you to do for the altar. But I will tell you this. I'm going to leave you with this cry. Whatever you do in word or deed, including voting, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, pastor, you, 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 you just preached around and we know where you stand. Well, I hope you do. 
It's, it's not always easy not endorsing a candidate, but endorsing a political party or a certain platform that best fits with what we've stated. But this I say, Lord, have your way. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Can we pray that right now? Hallelujah, Lord, have your way. Have your way, Lord. We're just a few days away from the election. Lord, have your way. God, I Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.